Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Jamie All Over. Today I have a very special guest. She's a New York Times bestselling author, award-winning journalist, and she now just launched my favorite app. It's a vegan app called Unchained TV, which I am so excited to talk to her about. Everyone, please welcome Jane Velez Mitchell. I'm excited that you're excited. Jamie, thank you for having me. And Unchained TV actually got more views last month than one of the major streaming networks that was just launched by a global television network. Congratulations, that is huge. Yeah, people are watching from all over the world. That's what's really sort of almost bizarre. These far-flung places, Syria and Istanbul, Turkey and Brazil and Argentina and Hanoi. And it's like, wow, the power of streaming is huge. And we decided to make it as easy as possible to download. So you just put Unchained TV in your app store, in your phone, or on your Roku device, Amazon Fire Stick, Apple TV device, or into streaming channels on your LG or Samsung Smart TV, and voila, it's up there just like HBO or Showtime. That is so cool. I have it on my phone. I have it on my Amazon Fire Stick. I absolutely love it. I love all the documentaries that you have on there. I love the cooking shows. I do want to get into New Day, New Chef. That originally started over on Amazon Prime, correct? Yes. Okay, and you actually had one of my friends on, Billy Lee. Billy Lee is great, and we had such fun with her. She is just a burst of hilarity and energy. We just laughed all the way through our cooking segment. I loved her episode. Are you guys coming back for more seasons of that? Well, we did three seasons, and here's why we decided to start the streaming network. We were nominated for eight Taste Awards. We won two Taste Awards for New Day, New Chef, considered the Oscars of food. It was all over the place. Hundreds of thousands of people were watching it all over the world. And then one day we woke up and Amazon Prime had started charging 99 cents per episode. Oh no. And so guess what happened? The views went down after that. So our amazing producer, a former Irish tenor named Eamon McChrystal, who has won Emmys, he's worked for the BBC, He's a super sharp producer. And he said, well, in his Irish accent, he said, we could uh, start your own streaming network if you're, if you're hell-bent on offering it for free. I said, let's do it. Amazing. So there's no such thing as bad news if you can find the win in it. We probably wouldn't have started the streaming network if we could still do Amazon Prime for free. And, you know, we're grateful to Amazon Prime. So instead of just being boo-hoo-hoo, we decided... 
let's turn this into a new opportunity. And honestly, when I said yes, sort of throwing my hat over the fence, I didn't realize the power of this streaming network, that it is global, that it has the potential of having literally many, 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 many millions of followers because the number one search term for streaming device users is free. They want free content. And yes. ours is 100% free. You don't even have to put in your email. It's like we want to make it as easy as possible, like a portal to a new way of living. What you just said is so important and it's such a life lesson. Sometimes when we think bad things are happening to us, they're actually happening for us. It's closing a door to lead you on a new path. I mean, this happens to people every day and they just think they're having bad luck or why can't I catch a break? And the truth is these things might actually be good luck in the long run and you have to find out, you know, why did this happen? What, where's the opportunity here? And good for you. Yeah, every time I think something that is bad news has happened, it is, well, in many cases, turned out to be the best thing. Like I was a local news anchor for many years. I don't even want to admit how many years. And that run ended and I was like, okay, you know, I mean, after 12 years at one station, they changed management. I get it. Okay, fine. Well, it turned out that I ended up going to another show, Celebrity Justice. I ended up covering the Michael Jackson trial. I ended up on Larry King Live all the time and working for uh, CNN Headline News. And I ended up with my own show on CNN Headline News. None of that would have happened. I'd still be doing local murders at a local news station. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, it was a good job, but uh, it certainly propelled me in another direction that was far better for me. I love that. And I think that is such inspiration for so many people who at any stage can have a career change and it's mm -hmm. never too late to start something new. I want to hit on your background a little bit in journalism. So you were initially in news and then you skipped over to working with Harvey Levin. How did that whole thing come about for Celebrity Justice? Well, I had been in the local news business for many years. I graduated from New York University. I got a job in Fort Myers, Florida. I won't even say when, but there was a lot of disco involved. Let's put it that way. And then I ended up in Minneapolis where I froze my ass off for two years. I don't, to this day, I don't know how I survived. Then I went to Philadelphia and then I ended up back in my hometown in New York. I grew up in Midtown Manhattan, right across the street from Carnegie Hall. And uh, I actually ended up working on the same block as I grew up on. 57th Street, uh, CBS is between 10th and 11th, and I grew up at 57th and 7th, so. I used to live so close where? to there. Where? I was on 8th Avenue between 51st and 52nd. Oh my God, yes. Well, I was in Hell's Kitchen later. I ended up living at the Parc Vendôme, which was 56th between 9th and 10th. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I know. Don't don't get me started talking about New York City because I can just go on forever. So let's get back to your journalism. Exactly. <laughs> so I was there for eight years. I was a local news reporter, one of those people in the trucks going from crime scene to crime scene, disaster to disaster. Then I was also the weekend anchor. Then I got a job in LA. I was offered a job as a weekday news anchor and I was ready for it because it's brutal working in New York. Mm -hmm. It was hard work. Now, is this KTLA? Well, no, this was KCAL, K-C-A-L. KCAL, yeah. okay, the and, other one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was, a it was a great job. I mean, it was on the Paramount lot. I had a great parking spot on the Paramount lot, and I would drive through the gates. I'm like, wow, it's warm all the time. I'm loving this. And honestly, I never moved back to New York except for, well, eventually I did for a show. But the point is, I've always been in love with L.A., 
I'm grateful every day. I live at the beach. I walk on the beach every day and I say, thank you for this. I am just hooked on it. I'm a happier person when it's sunny. Let's just put it that way. Same. So I, yeah, I worked there for 12 years and that's when after some management changes, they said, well, you know, your time as an anchor is over, but you can stay on as a consumer reporter. I was like, eh, I'm not really interested in consumer reporting. If you had said I could do the environmental beat, meanwhile, I had gone vegan at that point. So I was a real pain in the ass. I was removing the glue traps from the newsroom. I was refusing to read rodeo stories. I was refusing to do all sorts of things. And they were, they were like really sick of me. (laughs) But in any case, I ended up getting a call from Harvey Levin. And he said, I'm looking for reporters for this new show, Celebrity Justice. And I'm having a hard time. I said, well, what about me? What am I, chopped tofu? He said, you do it? I said, of course I'd do it. So I ended up working for him. I live in pretty much Marina del Rey, Venice, okay? Yeah. I had to be in Glendale at 7 in the morning. That's like another state. <laughs> oh, my God. Every morning, I have three-story ideas by 7 a.m. Wow. I can't even tell you. And the whole thing was, where's the celebrity? Where's the justice? Where's the celebrity? So it didn't take me long to figure out, wing, I go to PETA galas. There's a lot of celebrities. I realized, you know, celebrities, some of them really care so much about their animal issues. They're willing to push their publicists and their managers aside to talk to us. So that's what we did. We ended up talking to a lot of celebrities to the dismay and horror of their managers and their agents and their <laughs> publicists, because we were very tabloidy, extremely. So what are they doing talking to us? Because they cared about an animal story and they wanted to get the word out. I even interviewed Robert Redford wow. about the military sonar impacting the whales. And what a gentleman, what a nice guy. Truly a movie star. When he pulled up in his red Thunderbird convertible and hopped out, I was like, wow, the way we were, baby. <laughs> it- <laughs> And I was hiding behind a dumpster and I jumped out. I was like, Mr. Redford, I got your letter about the whales. Because he had sent a, one of those mass letters. And he's such a nice guy that this was the opening of the Natural Resources Defense Council Green Building in Santa Monica. And everybody was there, like all the heads of the studios and all these celebrities. So I said during the morning meeting, I hear that Robert Redford is going to open up this new eco building and uh, Harvey said well if you get a one-on-one with him you can do the story so I was like oy vey am I going to be able to do that so I literally went to the building and I told the, the guard at the front I said look I'm on your side I'm an environmentalist I'm a vegan he said he's coming in the back way so I ran into the back I hid behind a dumpster with my camera crew he comes up in his red thunderbird I jump out from behind the dumpster and I'm like Mr. Redford I got your letter about the whales. So he just looked at me funny and went in the building. And then I went up to the news conference. Now, this is how nice he is. I've interviewed a lot of celebrities. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, the true greats are always charming. It's the D-listers you got to worry about. So he, he actually comes up to me with all these people there. And he goes, young lady, which I appreciated the young frankly. And he said, young lady, I will answer your question after the news conference. Then I'm pretending to shoot the green building for like an hour. (laughs) More shots of that doorknob. The publicist is trying to get me out. Like, get out of here. And he comes out to go to the bathroom. He goes, there you are. And literally pushes his publicist or whatever the handler was aside and does this whole one-on-one interview with me. And I'm just like, woo! And at the end of it, he goes, and what do you think about the whales? Now, by this time, I've worked myself into a state, right? So I said, I'm devastated. I think about them all the time. (laughs) 
<laughs> so he looks at me and he starts like pedaling back like crazy lady, crazy lady. But it was okay. We got the interview. That's amazing. That's that's some real journalism right there. <laughs> you gotta be pushy. You absolutely do. And what you were just saying about the D-listers you have to worry about, I do notice a difference. So it makes perfect sense. Well, I think also like some of the biggest celebrities I've interviewed, they're aware that they kind of scare people with their importance. So they, they were really humble. Like I interviewed Paul McCartney years ago in New York when I was back at WCBS and they said, we're going to send you to interview Paul McCartney. And I was like, wow. I was so excited. And I interviewed him. He was so charming and down to earth. And he's like, what else can I do for you? Let's do a hug while you do your promo. I Nobody could talk to me for like five days. I was like, don't talk to me. I just interviewed Paul McCartney. He was so nice. Would you say he was like your biggest dream interview or have there yes. been others? Yes, he was my biggest dream interview. I mean, he is like one of my favorite people on earth. I mean, because he's compassionate. He's using his celebrity to make the world a better place. Yeah. So earlier you mentioned you had become vegan during your job on the news. Can you tell us a little bit about what motivated you to become vegan? My mom was from Puerto Rico. She grew up on an island called Vieques, which is part of the Commonwealth, but it's a separate island. And she had a friend who was a pig. And one day she came home from school and the pig had been slaughtered for food and she literally fainted. And when she woke up out of that, she was so horrified she never ate meat. So she came to New York. She met my dad, who was an Irish American advertising executive. We shunned meat in the house. We did not have meat in the house, but we had fish and eggs and dairy and neither of them cooked because my mother was in showbiz. She had a Latin dance troupe and my dad was an advertising executive, drank a lot of martinis. So neither one of them knew how to cook their way out of a paper bag. We went to dinner every night at restaurants. Basically, we thought we were vegetarian, but we weren't. And then as I grew older and I started becoming a reporter and hearing about all the horrors and seeing all the horrors, I became vegetarian. But I wasn't a vegan until Howard Lyman walked into the studio. He's the fourth generation cattle rancher who was on Oprah and he had become very ill. And he said, if you get me out of this alive, God, I will reveal the secrets, the horrors of our industry. So he revealed them on Oprah and the cattlemen sued her. And for a few years, he was quite famous. And he wrote a book called Mad Cowboy. Yeah, he wrote a book called Mad Cowboy. After I interviewed him about all this, he and his publicist, Mar Nealon, who was a very fierce animal activist, walked up to my cubicle and they said, we hear you're a vegetarian. I said, yes. And they said, do you eat dairy? And so I hung my head because he had just talked about all the horrors. And I said, yes. And then they said, liquid meat. Right at my nose, yeah. they pointed their finger. Liquid meat. That was the moment I went vegan. That was about 26 years ago. That was the first time as a child I ever heard of what was going on in cattle. I was vegetarian at that point, but I still had no idea. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If someone says to you, can I have some advice for becoming vegan? How do you go about inspiring people? Well, first of all, the reason I started Unchained TV is that there are 8 billion people on this planet. So we can't afford to just get them one by one. There's just too many people. True. And so we've got to use social media and we've got to use the media and everything's going to streaming now. Every network is starting streaming because the older people are cutting their cords. The younger people never had a cord. Cable news is becoming irrelevant. Thank God, because I still watch cable news and it's just replete with meat, dairy and pharmaceutical commercials. So older people are constantly getting bombarded with this brainwashing and they're brainwashed. Yes. Younger people, it's harder to... It's harder to brainwash on this device. It takes a little longer because it's not as big as a big TV. So I don't think younger people are as brainwashed and they're also getting a lot of vegan content from vegan content creators like yourself, like Tabitha Brown, like all these incredible people who are just flooding Instagram and TikTok with vegan content. So I think that that's why I use the media because I was in the media and my message is whatever you do, you can use your skills to help animals and to save this planet from the climate apocalypse that is coming if we all don't go plant-based. So I don't care if you're an accountant, you can do pro bono work. In fact, please call me. <laughs> if you're a violinist, you can play at uh, galas, fundraisers. Anything you do, you can find a way to use it to help animals. So use your skills. I'm in media. I'm not opening a sanctuary because I don't have that expertise. So as much as I'd like to in my fantasies, I always have like some sanctuary in my brain, but I never have it in reality because two chihuahuas and a cat have overwhelmed me, much less like a hundred animals. But the point is I grew up in media. I work in media. That's where I'm going to use my skills. So my goal is to collate and gather all of this incredible content from incredibly brilliant vegans and animal rights activists from around the world and then target a totally new audience. And in fact, we're right now pivoting with the app to make it look more like a Netflix with more of that stuff that makes you watch. Oh, well, I got to watch this because it's number one, you know, number two, number three. There's more things that you can do, bells and whistles. We're always trying to add more bells and whistles to get people to click on it and to download it and then to come back over and over. That's why we need compelling content. Like I think you and Sugar Taco would make an incredible reality show. We just did a reality show about a family of pigs rescued from a kill shelter. Here's what happened. So we're thinking, okay, we can't just have like finger wagging, you need to go vegan content. People are like, I stumbled on a cult. So we wanna have fun <laughs> stuff. 
So I'm like, we need something. We need a reality show. So I call my friend Simone Reyes, who has been on reality shows. And I'm like, Simone, I got to talk to you. We need to come up. She goes, I can't talk right now. I'm in the middle of rescuing uh, two pigs, a mama pig and a papa pig. They're going to be killed tonight. They're in a kill shelter. They're red listed. And then I went, holy bleep, this is our reality this show. This is it. <laughs> this is it. And we did it. We shot it. And so we got our reality show. We just wrapped it with the interviews a couple of days ago. So it should be on Unchained TV. But see, awesome. that's what I'm thinking. We want fun content. Like Sugar yes. Taco is so hip. It's so cool. You women are female entrepreneurs. You're in Hollywood. You've got every single element for a reality show. Well, here's the thing. Since inception, people have been asking for this to happen. All kinds of networks. In fact, a pilot was actually filmed and then COVID happened, the network lost all of its funding, it went by the wayside, and we've kind of put it on hold for about a year. I can't go any further into any of that at the moment. <laughs> I want to hear- Call my agent. I got it. <laughs> I want to hear from you. How do you deal with the heartbreak and the sadness that comes from watching a lot of this content, the slaughterhouse footage, and even just what happens to the baby chicks in the egg industry, just all of it, the calves, the moms crying out. I still watch it. I don't need a reminder. I know that this is what I'm here to do, but it just kind of still reinforces that strength, I guess, in me to do it. But at the same time, I'm crying as I'm watching this footage and it's heartbreaking. If I'm not in the right mind frame, I have to cover my phone. If certain videos are coming up, I cover it because I can't even let that in at the moment. What is your recommendation for dealing with all of this? Well, first of all, I want to quote Ingrid Newkirk, the founder of PETA, who said, being sad doesn't help animals. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I try to do is protect my psyche so I can go out there and fight for them. I'll watch exactly as much as I need to and no more. Sorry, that's my dogs. I've got my dogs around here. Where's my baby? Hold on. He hides, a, I have a chihuahua who, who hides under covers and I can never find him. Um, I have anyway, two there's chihuahuas a couple of them. here. Oh, I have crazy. two. Yeah. Okay. Two. Yeah. <laughs> you, you um, know they're having like. their own podcast. It's called yes, Chihuahuas they're, they're talking Today. To each other. <laughs> Well, that was one of the things I liked about Sugar Taco so much. I went there and there was a celebrity chihuahua there the day I was oh, yes. there. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, that was so fabulous. She comes in all the time and she posts. She's a little celeb. She's a, a big celeb, tiny little thing. <laughs> and they have vegan options for the dogs, which is great. I just love yeah. your place. Thank I just you. love how it, how it was done and the fact that you took a lot of furniture that was repurposed and you did go out to like Ikea and just buy a bunch of new stuff. Everything about it was well thought out and the food is delicious. But as far as that goes, I want people to see this footage, not vegans. I've gone into too many screenings where I turn around, it's a difficult movie filled with suffering and everybody in the theater is vegan already. And that's why I kind of said enough, let's get this footage to people who aren't vegan who are not getting it from mainstream media. So my whole strategy is we have Earthlings, we have Dominion, we have A Prayer for Compassion, we have The Invisible Vegan, we have all these films up there intermixed with a lot of fun stuff like music videos, etc. 
But if people stumble on that, and even if they watch 10 seconds, their lives are changed. You cannot unsee it. And unless you're a sociopath, you're going to be impacted. You don't have to watch an entire documentary. You could watch literally 10 minutes and do the math in your head and go, wow, this is evil. This is truly evil on a mass scale. And I think the more people wake up, there's going to be just a general uprising. So we want people to approach this from a health standpoint, from the stats, people over 40 are attracted to veganism for health because a lot of people are suffering from the ill effects of the sad American diet. Younger people are motivated by climate change. And then humans in general, hopefully are motivated by just not wanting to torture animals who have done nothing to them. That's why we have a range of content. I only watch absolutely what I need to watch and no more. And then I remember what Ingrid said, just take all that emotion and put it into action. Don't sit around moping. It doesn't help anyone. I have come to that realization on my own where it's like, that's not going to do anybody any good for me to just sit here and be depressed and crying over it. Because in, if anything, it might inhibit me being able to fight stronger or staying in the game. So that's good to know that, you know, that's how you handle it as well. And I have to just keep that in mind a lot, you know, because sometimes I do just get very overwhelmed and, and cry. And mm -hmm. sometimes I, I, I get depressed about humanity because I think to myself, how can people know that this is happening and turn a blind eye to it even? And then that spirals me into people suck. <laughs> and I don't want to think that, you know? <laughs> Let's make some t-shirts. People suck. <laughs> you know, the yeah. entitlement and the mm -hmm. speciesism, all of that. It's difficult, but it's rewarding at the same time because I'm seeing so much change. And I'm sure oh, you God, are as well. Yes. yes, I was very uh, empowered and just elevated and filled with joy over the Vegan Women's Summit. Yes. Entrepreneurs and just movers and shakers and venture capitalists and women who were on Shark Tank with their products and Miyoko was there, who mm -hmm. I'm like such a fan of. Just all these powerhouse women, everybody was doing something different. There was a woman from Mexico who had this incredible company called Sentient that makes purses from cactus leather that look like they look like better than Birkin bags or Louis Vuitton bags. They're gorgeous. And it's cactus leather. And it was just like everywhere I turned, there was somebody doing something incredible. And I was like, this is what's going to hit the tipping point. I'm all for protests and we cover a lot of them on Unshade TV, but I think you got to follow the money. This is becoming the way to make money. Yeah, absolutely. The thing that gets me down a little bit, though, is these agriculture bailouts, you know, in Washington. And what can we do about that? Are you fighting that at all? Or are you guys covering anything like that on Unchained TV? How, you know, dairy is failing, but they're still getting subsidies from our tax dollars and we have no say in it. We cover it all the time. In fact, we did an entire series called Boycott Meat, where we aligned with people who were going vegan in solidarity of the slaughterhouse workers dying of COVID. And wow. some of these people in Iowa went vegan because they were upset about how the mostly immigrant people of color who do the actual slaughtering were being treated. And then once they started going vegan, they're like, I feel so much better. I'm going to stay vegan. <laughs> and uh, we work with organizations like the Agriculture Fairness Alliance, Great. which hires lobbyists to go into the halls of Congress and lobby members of Congress and their staff. It's very important to lobby members of their staff because they're the ones who are actually doing most of the detailed work. And then they make recommendations to the member of Congress. The farm bill is coming up in 2023. And the, right now they're giving something like $38 billion a year to subsidize animal agriculture. It's horrific and it's got to change. 
And unfortunately, it's bipartisan. The Democrats and the Republicans are just equally bad on this. Uh, President Biden recently announced he was giving $1 billion to create more slaughterhouses. Devastating. And then he says, oh, it's going to give these farmers and ranchers dignity. Really? Dignity? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. They can grow almonds. Exactly. We can transition. But one thing that has given me hope, yes, we are behind the eight ball with the government basically morally corrupted and co-opted by the meat, dairy, and pharmaceutical industries. However, I have tremendous confidence that clean meat, also known as cell-based meat, lab meat, is going to be the absolute game changer because as I was learning from some of the experts, when it starts getting produced at scale in these giant vats, just like they brew beer, it's gonna be slightly more expensive than sugar water. It's gonna be cheaper than even the cheapest heavily subsidized meat and dairy. And I think people are gonna switch en masse. Of course, they're gonna try to fight it, but even some of the biggest meat companies are investing a lot of money because they see down the road, oh, it is unsustainable. The irony is that the meat companies are more aware of how crazy and unsustainable animal agriculture is than the members of Congress who only listen to the lobbyists from the meat, dairy, and pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. The biggest irony of all is that all of these meat lovers are so hell-bent on their steak. Well, in the end, their desire to kill these animals is what's going to kill them, our planet, all of us. I find that to be the biggest irony of all. That alone, for those people who are out there that don't have the compassion or that think that they're entitled to eat these animals, well, it's going to end up killing us all. And if they have grandchildren, what kind of world are we going to have left by the time they're adults if we continue on this path? Absolutely. In fact, Unchained TV did a documentary, which has won something, well, well over a dozen awards and was an official selection in two dozen film festivals called Countdown to Year Zero. It's also on Unchained TV. Basically, we make the case that we have to go vegan as a global culture, plant-based as a global culture by 2026, in order to avoid a climate apocalypse. And we profile the work of Dr. Silas Rao, who is a systems analyst and engineer, Berkeley educated, who worked at Intel for many years, no dummy. I mean, I think he's a genius personally. And he makes the case that the impact of animal agriculture is being wildly underestimated by the United Nations, which by the way, formed an official partnership with the Meat Secretariat. So the FAO, the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, which comes up with the statistics, made a partnership, an official partnership with the Meat Secretariat. So that's like asking a drug pusher to do a report on the dangers of drugs. It it makes no sense. And we're seeing that throughout government. Government is completely co-opted by industry. It's just so morally corrupt. And it's just so tragic. But look, as Nelson Mandela said, it always seems impossible until it's done. I have a refrigerator magnet that says that. I also have a picture of Harriet Tubman. Here's a woman who escaped slavery and went back undercover again and again to pull other people out. That is the definition of courage. And she had a quote that I also have on my refrigerator. It says, we have the strength, the courage, the patience, and the will to do what we need to do to change the world. So we have to persist and persevere. And don't yes. worry about the results. Just do the next indicated thing. Do the Like when I started this app, every morning I wake up, I go like, 
what have I done? Because it was such an overwhelming, I kind of did it on the fly. Like, yeah, let's do this. And then I woke up and I'm like, wait a second. Starting a streaming network, usually that's billions of dollars and thousands of people. I've got tens of thousands of dollars, like literally like 30 grand and just me. Well, we did it. We We did did it. it. And technologically, it's very similar. I was freaked out. And then just a couple of days ago, I read an article about a new network, big network. You'll know who it is. You can Google it. Getting about 10,000 viewers a day on their new streaming channel. And I said, wow, we have gotten more than that. We got 350,000 views. So we're beating them and they're spending billions. So Good for you, know, you. you power through and then all of a sudden there are like moments that are so exhilarating where you go, whoa. I was watching this documentary. It's not exactly flattering, but it's about the guy who started Uber and he is a tough character in the movie. It's brilliantly acted and he's extremely intimidating and like, you know, cursing. But I really admired his fierce determination, right? In the face of all these people who were telling him, you can't do this, the taxicab industry coming after him, government officials coming after him. I was struck by his determination and the idea that he knew he was on the right side of history, meaning right. he even gives a speech about, we used to use horse and buggies. And then we started using rail cars, then there was taxis, and now there's Uber. And I was like, yes, that's exactly, we need to have that same determination. It it felt like reckless determination, but he knew in his heart he was right. We know in our hearts we're right. This is the future. It's extraordinary how one person can have such an impact like a Tabitha Brown. Like Mm -hmm. she is having a huge impact, right? Like. Boom. And she's just funny and clever. And, you know, I'm listening to her book too. She had some hard times. She's had some Mm -hmm. hard times, but she powered through. I love seeing all of these women in the food sector now. And Jenny Stojkovic, I just had her on as a guest, founder of the Vegan Women's Summit and all of the women entrepreneurs that she brings in and her book that's out. I know that we are on the right side of history. I know that what we're doing, it's not anything small. This is a huge thing. It's so important. What you're doing is absolutely so important too. And that's why I'm just so honored to even have you here because you have been such a fighter and so strong in this movement for so long. I think I found you years ago watching you reviewing a restaurant in West Hollywood. You were so excited to be at Pura Vida, that amazing vegan Italian restaurant. And I watched you just devouring the food and being so excited and so full of life. And I was like, who is this woman? She's amazing. And then that's how I found out about you. So just glad that I finally found you. I'm so glad to have had you here. And I just think you have such amazing insight and you're just such an inspiration. So thank you. Well, as somebody who can't make coffee and toast without burning one and (laughs) overcooking the other. I'm very, very blown away by what you've done with Sugar Taco. Uh, I've, along with the sanctuary fantasy, I also have a restaurant fantasy, but I know I am not suited for that. But it's it's really amazing because it is so hard to run a restaurant and you're doing so well and the food's delicious and it's got like this great vibe. It's such a fun place to visit. It's not just about the food, but the food is great. So congrats to you. I mean, thank you. That's that's truly amazing. So you'll hopefully be happy to hear that we are opening a third location in Long Beach. So I think that's kind of close to you if you're over by Marina Del Rey. Might be a little Mm -hmm. bit more convenient than going all the way into West Hollywood or Sherman Oaks. 
That is absolutely amazing. I am blown away. And uh, we're going to have to interview you again. I'm going to have to do another, <laughs> come over to Sugar Taco when all of you are there and do another story. That'd be amazing. Incredible. I love it. Thank you, Jamie, for having me. And thank you for listening. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Nothing you can say but you can learn how to play the game. happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.